All right, so let's talk a little bit about the markets here. Welcome to Bull Bear Radio. Market pricing's nuts. Each week, we catch up with WBI's experts, Matt and Don Schreiber. Down 77%. You know what you need to recover from that? A miracle. WBI brings you wealth building market insights. And this is Bull Bear Radio. I think we're coming at you with number 53 today. Dude, where's my Santa Claus rally? It's here. Santa Claus sleigh. You think so? Oh, yeah. Man, Chairman, last... Chairman Powell filled Santa, uh, Santa's sleigh yesterday with all kinds of uh, good feelings about not raising interest rates so much. All right. So rewind to episode number 52. And I, I think, dude, we were like dishing out coal last week for sure. Uh, I think we may have uh, depressed some folks, but uh, we we said that the markets, you know, were toast, essentially, unless we got three things on our Christmas list, right? So, number one was the Fed needs to moderate its tone. It needs to go from insane in the membrane to, you know, maybe we won't raise rates so much here, uh, you know, in 2019. So, we got that. Check that off the list, right? And, and so far, so good yesterday. There. So yep. number two was uh, up to the president, still up to the president. Uh, president's got to get a trade deal here so, with China. Yep. Not, now, o- not now, only does President Trump need to get a Santa Claus suit out of the closet, but, uh, you know, the, the uh, chairman uh, XI needs to do the same thing in, for China. You know, the both of them have to come with their Santa Claus hats on. Yes, so Z and and Trump will be meeting soon. On Friday. And maybe we get a little Christmas cheer. Oh, I think so. Check off the box. And if that happens, markets could rally substantially next week. Oh, I think we get a boost, yes. I think that, you know, the the potential for upmarket move was demonstrated yesterday with a 600-plus percent move on the Dow. Based on uh, Chairman Powell's, so it may not be you know, a, revised outlook for so, interest rate hikes. So that may not be a head fake if we can get number two. If we don't get number two, we might not have the real Santa Claus rally we're looking for here. I don't think we will. Okay. So, I don't think we will. So it's still yet to be determined. Now, the third uh, thing that we were looking for that would be supportive of markets in 2019 would be an infrastructure spend and that would be the third on our christmas list it's kind of like a new year's resolution almost too well will the house get along do a little infrastructure they've been talking about it or will they not well i don't know man you know that's that's a big ask on the christmas list yeah, so that the, that that the uh, divided house, the Democrats are in control. Are they the going to be naughty or nice? <laughs> I think you better you better lob some prayers up along with your Christmas list, because uh, that's th- there's. Well, that's not Santa's purview, dude. There is a slimmer chance. I'm not going to say none, but a slimmer chance that the uh, you know democratically controlled house is going to uh, put out an infrastructure bill. Uh, that'll support the economy and the markets. Yeah, so speaking of the markets, right, I want to reiterate the fact here, right? This is fact. 
in the last 34 years, this has never happened. Three times over the last month and a half or so, the market strung together five negative days of returns. That has not happened since 1984. 34, 35 years, we haven't seen this negative a tone or stretch from the market, right? So the markets were down, you know, off their highs, correction on most market indexes, nearing bear markets on some, right? And in fact, uh, a third of S&P 500 uh, companies were in bear market territory, two-thirds in a correction. But the number, you know, year-to-date return just through the other day was flat. You know, before yesterday for the S and P five hundred, the, the only thing, yeah, only thing that people seem to be focused on myopically is uh, S and P five hundred returns, as if that's the market. And we know and we've talked about it for the last few shows. You know, really for the last ten shows, that uh, the market is for like you know obviously much broader than the S and P five hundred leadership, which is really right. uh, you know three, five, ten stocks and, at the most. And before yesterday's big rally, right. If you took out those top 10 stocks, yeah, contributors to return this year, the index was down closer to 3%, 3% without the so top 10. So stocks in general, the tone of the market generally with with including most stocks, you know, the vast majority of stocks are down are down significantly indicating that there's a fair amount of risk in the markets. One thing I want to make sure is while we expect there may be a Santa Claus rally, that is a short-term phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Santa comes and goes. He comes to town. Yep. And delivers then, some returns. And then he heads back to the uh, North Pole. The thing is, is that to sustain the economy, to sustain the markets, consumers need to continue to spend. Well, that's looking all right. Consumer spending looks good. The most recent numbers in October which I believe are probably a little bit stronger than what they're going to be in November. But even in November, with the Black uh, uh, Friday, uh, Cyber Monday, Cyber Monday, the, the, the sales look wallet Wednesday, really, really strong you have no money left in your wallet. So, you know, the consumer so far seems to be in the game. 70% of the economy is driven by the consumer. That's really good. And if the consumer doesn't weaken, doesn't get fatigued and stop spending money, then the economy can continue to roll. The thing that's concerning Mm -hmm. is that some of the drivers of the the strength in the economy, housing for sure, has weakened significantly. Yeah, we just hit on pending home sales a four-year low. Whoa. Yes, So we've been talking about housing for multiple shows now, and it just got worse. So housing was driving the strength of the recovery, right, in this Mm -hmm. last 10-year cycle. And the FANG, yep. Right? and um, Not the economy, but the market, (laughs) right? Right. So, uh, you know, some of the weakness that we're seeing in the economy that the Fed has recognized, that Chairman Powell talked about in his statement yesterday, the, for whatever reason, they didn't think that the interest rate hikes that they made, the move from 25 basis points, a quarter of a 1%, to two and a quarter percent. 800% increase. Which seems small, but when you look at it in terms of magnitude, it's an 800% increase. The last time we had a market meltdown, the Fed had raised rates 425%. They're double that now. And December, 
is still baked into the uh, cake in terms of mm-hmm. the rate hike. At 2.5, 25 basis points to 2.5 is a 900% increase. Yeah. It's staggering in terms of the impact. I heard an announcer yesterday in the financial news shows talking about you know the move from uh, uh, of this 2% um, uh, rate hike cycle so far. And he, um, I think he misspoke and he said it was 200% increase relative to the 425% increase before. Right. <laughs> His math is a little bit weak. Well, that's this because is a, he was going from zero to 200 and he's thinking that's like a 200% increase. No, no, no. That would be uh, an increase of infinity uh, because it's zero. But the 25 right. basis points were 900%. And, and I'm, a, I'm a very strong believer that the impact of that increase because we had such low growth, such slow growth is much more impactful than people are giving it credit for. And that's why things are slowing down very quickly and, and, and people don't understand. And, you know, it takes six to 12 months for rate hikes to work their way into the system. So we really have only seen the first four rate hikes hit the system and we're gonna end up with five more in terms of weight and we'll have to see how they do. One of the other signs that we looked at is in October, CapEx spending, business investment in the economy, went from very high to a goose egg. Yeah. Zero. That's about 25% of the economy. And if businesses pull back because they see revenue trends weakening generally, that's bad. Right. And so that would be another indication that there is more weakness out there than one might imagine. Right. And inflation, by the way, is confirming that there is no buildup in inflation because the economy is too strong or too hot. Let us not forget that in 2004, 5, and 6, the economy was really rocking and rolling. And in 2006, we hit a high quarter over quarter GDP growth rate of 8%. Absolutely. We have, we'll luck, be lucky this year to ink the first 3% growth rate in this recovery cycle that is now 10 years old. Right. 3%. 3% is not hot growth. As a matter of fact, it's still on the weak side. Sure. And you can see this in, in consumer staples. Um, and we're afraid we're going to see it in revenue. Right. And earnings next year people being are, much lower, more disappointing than people think. Well, people aren't spending, why I say staples, the, they're not spending money on the big items. Housing, big item, big ticket item, right? Uh, pending home Five and a half down. percent mortgage rates. And, and one thing that people oh. don't realize, right, while wages were up on the last read and have been a little bit stronger, one of the uh, big driving factors is like an Amazon. Who just took two hundred and fifty thousand of their workers that were making eleven dollars an hour now are getting fifteen dollars an hour. It's a huge increase just, in in wages. The Amazon effect is 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 everywhere. It's just really hard for people to understand the impact of this company. You know, fifty percent of retail profits for the whole retail sector is being earned by Amazon. Right. That means that the profit moved from everybody else to Amazon. 
That's right. The other companies are struggling to find profit, to find that revenue growth, because it's all on Amazon's balance sheet and income statement. Right. And they have big growth plans, too. You know, they have H2Q and 3 going uh, going up in New York and in Virginia. So uh, they're going to be spending some money to try and make some more money and maintain that position. But people are gunning for them. I mean, they're going to spend a tremendous amount of money. They're going to go from profitable to not profitable with some of the spending plans that they have. But well, not only 100,000, you know, by the way, seasonal workers this year for Amazon are also going to be getting that wage increase. So this goes into the wage numbers that we've seen presented recently. If people are paying the hourly workers more, that's good and great, but it's not the broad economy. It's not everybody. It's not, you know, middle America it's not the higher wage earner, so on and so forth. So it's a distorting effect. Well, you're right there, Professor Matt. That's a really good point. You would imagine that the wage pressure in the system, that wages, wage pressure, inflation pressure for wages, would be rising faster when Amazon, such a large employer, increased from $11 an hour to 15 That's a big jump. 30 or 40%, right. And it doesn't even show up in the numbers. It didn't move the numbers, guys. Now, it does give people, you know, more money to spend, which is a good thing because 70 percent of our economy is based on the consumer. So that's a good thing. But and <clears throat> what we're talking about is don't get confused by a Santa Claus rally that may in turn turn out to be a head fake. Right. There's still risk in this market. A ton of risk. You know, last last episode, we were talking about buckle your seatbelts. Hey. <laughs> I, I suggest you keep the seatbelts buckled. It's not time to get up and move around the cabin yet, folks. All right. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with a little bit more information, uh, principally regarding earnings and forecasts. People have been telling me lately that, hey, the market's cheap. Well, we'll take a look at it on a trailing basis and our diagnosis there and a forward basis and give you a little bit more where we think this thing's going and whether stocks are actually really cheap or not. Right, Don? You bet. All right. We'll be back in a second. WBI's Tactical Dividend Growth SMA was launched in 2008 and aims to help investors meet their goals through generating long-term growth of capital with lower volatility and risk that can often lead to loss of capital in bear markets. Call for more info at 800-772-5810 or visit WBIinvestments.com. And we're back. So, uh, you know, as always, check us out, WBIinvestments.com, WBI President, me over on Twitter, WBI CEO Don over on uh, on the Twitter, too. So uh, we're on LinkedIn. But uh, give us a check out. Uh, pass us along to your friends. Check out the, the podcast. Subscribe to it. So on and so forth. So get a cup and a coffee. Yeah, you can do that, too. Refer us to a friend. Yeah. So uh, referrals uh, are accepted here. Um, so anyway. Um, you know, earnings, man, we've been talking a lot about that. It's been a good earnings season. Revenue print was pretty strong. We hit that last week, you know, 26% uh, rise in earnings roughly uh, this quarter with a little over 480 reporting and uh, 9% increase on revenue for the S&P 500. But, uh, you know, Don and I were chatting here about, uh, you know, we've been asked, he's been asked. Uh, you know, stocks on a forward basis are looking cheap. Yeah, analyst estimates, you know, uh, 
are either right on spot or uh, they're too high. Not so much. And, uh, you know, if they're too high, then that forward-looking PE is not 15.4 for the S&P 500. It's a bigger number. So walk me through, like, the beginning and so of next year. And so stocks aren't so cheap. But if we look, there's a couple of things I wanted to point out. There's some interesting data points into this deal. So we got 19.3% for the Q3. We were recently much higher. We were. Yep. Yep. Uh, September 30th, the estimated earnings growth rate was 19.3. So we're going to probably post close to 26. The difference between 19.3 and 26 is a pretty big spread. So analysts were off by, I don't know, 40%, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 30%. It's a big spread. If analysts are off on their expectations for next year and they're too high yep. and they're off by a same margin, then stocks aren't even cheap relative to the S&P uh, PE multiples. So I think you got to take that uh, carefully with a grain of salt. One of the reasons why I say that is so far for those companies that have given guidance, right, 97 companies, 67 have given negative guidance and the negative guidance is deteriorating. It's getting worse. Right. So 30 companies had positive 67 negative. That's about average historically, but the trend instead of strengthening is weakening. Interesting. We were talking about this uh, earnings expectation. Oil, as an example, Mm -hmm. has the highest growth rate in earnings expected for next year. Energy, 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 right. And, I don't believe that analyst estimates have been adjusted for an environment that might be $50 a barrel oil versus $80 a barrel oil. Right. And you can because, see Because, you know, that. earnings for this year were on average an $80 a barrel basis as opposed to 50 And, you know, er, uh, energy prices have been rising all year, held high by, you know, the uh, energy uh, participants, you know, OPEC. And and you can see that your earnings uh, estimates and Bloomberg's uh, earnings estimates, the ones provided to you by uh, FactSet and others uh, versus Bloomberg are kind of like all over the map. You bet. Does anybody really have a handle on this thing for next year? So if the highest growth rate earnings sector that contributes to the S&P 500 is way overestimated, then that's a problem. Then that forward estimate is uh, indicating something that's not real. Right. 15.4. I think 15.4 is actually uh, a low number. It's giving investors the wrong tone on the market. The market is still expensive. You know, uh, we talked about this last time. Ned Davis, who's been around for a long time, about 50 years, uh, one of the better uh, forecasters, quant um, uh, hedge fund type uh, managers, uh, pretty much legendary, uh, did an analysis on how expensive the market is based on sales per share and the market's never been and this was last week never been more overvalued than it is now right never well not even in the depression not in 2000 not in 2007 never and so one of the things that i noticed in terms of fact sets numbers is that we have this forward look on revenue we always look at revenue you know, revenue growth is uh, currently for the third quarter, 9.3%. Mm-hmm. And if we look at the fourth quarter, analyst estimates have revenue growth for the fourth quarter moving from 9.3 down to 6.7. That's a pretty big drop. That's material. They have earnings going from 26 down to 13. Yep. Right? Again, a very material decline. 
analyst forecast for projected earnings growth rate for first quarter of 2019 is 4.9%. Wait a minute. Let's stop a minute. 4.9%. We are we have grown in this quarter, third quarter at 25.9. And we're going to go from 25.9 to 4.9. Now some of this has uh, you know that tax effect in there yeah, for Blue- 2018. Bloomberg's got it a little above uh, five on on earnings. Still staggeringly low on a relative basis. Now again, we're compounding on these great numbers, right? So 4.9 on top of a really two, good print. Right. 2018's Q1 print, which was a 20, right? 20% growth rate over the prior year. That's pretty good. I'm not worried about that as much as I am about the way the market perceives these much lower growth numbers in terms of forecasting what they want to pay for the stock. Right. You have to understand that as uh, earnings growth rate trends falter, the price at which I'm willing to pay up for a stock falls right. dramatically. Well, I think you can see that uh, the trailing you know, 12-month P.E. is still pretty rich relative to the historical average right so we're almost at a 21 trailing 12 month pe on the s&p 500 average going back to the uh late 20s is 15.8 and and actually that number holds up pretty close over any other shorter period of time it's in that 15 to 16 range so if corporate fundamentals growth rates are going back more towards average, wouldn't that necessitate a little bit more of a average P.E.? Yeah, you're going to get a repricing. So if you got a repricing, there is downside risk here. 21 to 15.8, right, is is about a, uh, what, almost a 30% decline. Pretty close. And by the way, the bear market P.E., Oh, we're in not going to go there, are we? 10.9. Oh, no. Uh, 2008, 10.9. Hey, if you Look get, out slip into a bear market, that's almost 50%. It's like 48%. You bet. Just get back to analyst estimates. So There's always some anomalies that I look for. Hey, so Q1 2019, 5% earnings growth rate. Q2 is projected at 5.4. But right now, analysts are projecting an 8.8% growth rate for 2019 overall. So I got a five in the Q1, I got a five in Q2, and somehow, that's an average of five so far, somehow earnings in the uh, third and fourth quarter are going to double or better than double so that we get an 8.8% growth rate in earnings. I don't think so. I think that, you know, analysts will adjust these numbers um, and today's, you know, forward PE is going to change pretty dra- dramatically over the next couple of quarters as analysts, you know, address the trends weakening versus what their current expectations are. Okay. So, Don, you're saying, uh, you know, markets might be bumpy going forward. They've been a little bit of bump. They've been bumpy where we've been. Uh, we've had a lot of you WBI know, got some good return into Q3. Markets were down, moved to a bunch of cash, right? Uh, the way our process loss, works, right? The, right. The stop Markets, loss. The market stop starts loss. going down five days in a row. You get those trends. We're going to get stopped out of stocks, and we're going to raise cash. Right. It's an indication markets are starting. The tone is changing, it's and that negative. means you participate a little bit on the way down, right? 
So mm-hmm. it, it's called stop loss because at some point you want to try and stop your losses, right? right? That's the goal. That doesn't mean zero loss. That doesn't mean no loss, right? right? Which I think a lot of people uh, equate our, our process to no loss. Well, you know, everybody would like zero down right. and all the up, but that doesn't exist in the real world. So if you're down a few percentage points, you know, it's still, you, you lock in a little bit of a loss. You go to cash. I think people are concerned, Don, that the market could move higher here, uh, have a Santa Claus rally. Uh, you know, you're down. And then, uh, you know, are you going to be able to get back? You know, to even to making money again for folks. And uh, I think they're concerned, you know, is this like 2015 all over again? Well, 2015, well, there were bad fundamentals. Is now different? Yeah, today's different. So one of the things we did is we saw, you know, the Fed uh, essentially intervening in the market, 13, 14, and 15. And we saw that we had a negative earnings trend. You know, we adjusted our process a little bit to allow ourselves to get more quickly reinvested. And in a couple of days, we can go from a high cash position to being, you know, pretty well invested. Our security selection process, which we also improved over the last couple of years, is giving us more uh, upmarket participation uh, when we get in. So we have, uh, we take a little bit less risk. And that's over the last two years since you made some of these enhancements because of 15, And we really haven't seen, you know, all of the benefits of that play out. In 2017, we had pretty strong uh, uh performance results in an overvalued market, which historically has been our weakest uh, performance period. But it was a good year last year. But it was a good year for us, which is an indication that our security selection process is working. Because 2017, other than uh, early in the year, you know, January and February, the market's basically... Uh, you know, trended higher for the year. Right. And we stayed invested, which is what we're supposed to do. And now in 2018, we started to hit some of the uh, circuit breakers, you know, that we have in place, these stops, right? And um, we take risk off really quickly, very efficiently, and uh, then we get reinvested real quickly. So the this market is, was flying. It's a more dynamic process than it has and, ever been. And I'd point out, you know, the, the market was flying high in January. And then February came around. We raised a ton of cash. And uh, we got right back in really, really quick because fundamentals were pretty good. We participated through Q3, uh, you know, had uh, really good returns. And uh, then, you know, this rough patch for the markets hit. And we protected capital. Now, if if that turns around here, which we got one of our our Christmas wishes here with Jay Powell, we could get a little Santa Claus rally here. And you think we'll participate? Well, we have been participating. If we get a rally, you know, if this trend stays so uh, hope positive, for, so hope for uh, number we'll, two on the Christmas list. Then, right? Yeah. Well, we are hopeful that uh, we get a, a trade standstill at least, at least a standstill. Um, which would be very good. The you know trade and tariff uh, you know adjustments or wars or whatever you want to call it never good are really bad for everybody. Yep, slows down growth not only domestically but internationally. And th- if you haven't noticed, folks, there is no growth that we can afford to give up. There's very little growth out there. Yep. So, thank you, Don. That's another episode of uh, epic episode of uh, Bull Bear Radio. And uh, we'll be back with number 54 next week. Look for that Santa Claus sleigh to be full of market based presents for you. This is Bull Bear Radio, where each week you can count on our real market news and advice. Catch all of our podcast episodes at WBIinvestments.com. 
Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views presented are those of the podcast participants and should not be construed as investment advice. Podcast participants or clients of WBI may own stocks discussed in this recording. All economic and performance information is historical and not indicative of future results. This is not an offer to buy or sell any security. No security or strategy, including those referred to directly or indirectly, is suitable for all accounts or profitable all of the time. And there is always the possibility of loss. You should not assume that any discussion or information provided here serves as a substitute for personalized investment advice from WBI or any other investment professional. If you have questions regarding the applicability of specific issues discussed to your individual situation, please consult with WBI or your chosen professional advisor. This information is compiled from sources believed to be reliable. Accuracy cannot be guaranteed. WBI's advisory operations, services, and fees are in the form ADV available upon request. You are not permitted to publish, transmit, or otherwise reproduce this information in whole or in part in any format to any third party without the express written consent of WBI Investments.